hey, it's your man, Uncle Dub. It's time for episode 77 of the Sports Wagon Podcast. Good morning and good Friday to you all. Um, whenever you listen to this, hope you're having a good day or will have a good day. Um, as always, I feel like the Friday show is going to be super, super long. So we'll go ahead and start off in the world of college basketball. So if you haven't heard by now, uh, Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski from Duke, will retire at the end of the 2021-22 season. Associate head coach John Shire has agreed to succeed him, so he will be the coach in waiting this upcoming season. So let's run the numbers because, you know, you know, like I know that Coach K has had an iconic career and that is um, kind of really being uh, modest. Um, First of all, 41 seasons at Duke, so 46 overall as a head coach, 41 at Duke, all-time winningest coach in Division I history with 1,097 wins, five national titles, so second all-time to the legendary John Wooden, 12 Final Fours, 12 ACC regular titles, 15 ACC tournament titles, 97 wins in the NCAA tournament that makes him first all-time amongst coaches. Three Olympic gold medals as the head coach of Team USA, so 2008, 2012, and 2016, and 126 weeks on top of the Associated Press men's basketball poll. Inducted twice, Naismith Hall of Fame in 2001, five years later into the College Basketball Hall of Fame. His overall record, 1,170 wins, 361 down losses. So that includes the five years he spent as the head coach at his alma mater, Army. Um... So in his press conference yesterday, um, it was, you know, a lot of questions were asked. But one of the things that folks focused on was, I guess, the why was he retiring? And he took time to note a couple things. And number one, it wasn't due to health. He said that he's in good health. His wife is in good health. Um, He said it wasn't due to COVID. You know, last season was not a typical Duke season by any stretch of the imagination. Um, you know, he said that it wasn't because the game is changing. I just told you that, you know, he's been a head coach for 46 years. He'd be a fool to think that being a head basketball coach, the game would not change. And to count, to kind of continue with that, he has changed with the game in many ways. He's evolved and changed his perspective and his thoughts about the game of basketball. So bottom line, you know, it's time he wants to. Um, spend more time with his family. So his wife, his children, his grandchildren, he basically said, you know, once the season is over, it's, you know, go time for him and his wife. And they're just going to make the, make the most of these years. And then they're going to, um, you know, take some time to themselves. And then once they return, they will be, uh, continue to be a integral part of the Duke, uh, Duke community. And, you know, I say this, whether you are a Duke fan or not, because we all know how the Duke fans feel about this. They are, you know, and rightfully so, you know, you should be feeling some kind of way right now. I mean, this is a a question that's been asked a thousand times, and it's something that I want to talk to Duke fans about, but it's happening. But my whole thing is this. Um, Whether you like Duke or not, we'll go again. We'll go into if you don't like Duke, you have to respect what Coach K has built. You have to respect what he's accomplished in 46 46 years, 41 of those at Duke. And, you know, this is just, you know, just simply marvelous, simply legendary. And, uh, you know, for me as a college basketball fan, thank you, Coach K, for all your contributions. I mean, we we got one more year, (laughs) and we know that 
Um, he's got a tremendous recruiting class coming in, and it's going to be a typical Duke season, I think. I mean, the season, things are changing because of vaccinations. I mean, I don't know, I know how the, the the landscape will look. You know, will Cameron be that, uh, that place where, you know, uh, players will be inundated with the, the usual uh, Cameron crazy antics? But regardless, it is going to be a situation where, you know, players will, you know, his players, I'm sorry, his players will be working very hard to send them off with another national championship. And I think that's the goal. Although he said, you know, it's really not about that. He said it's about more so doing what he's been doing for the last 46 years, connecting with his players, making them the best they can be. I mean, he's got a couple guys in this recruiting class who are going to be, who are potential lottery picks. So, you know, the question is, you know, they're going to play a year. What's going to happen? Okay, if Duke wins the natty, then do these guys walk away? Probably. If they don't, they'll probably walk away and go play uh, in, in, in the NBA. However, regardless of what happens, um, it's going to be a memorable season across the board because, you know, this is the last ride for uh, the all-time winningest coach in Division One history. So um, this will not be the last time I will say, you know, congratulations and thank you, Coach K. I mean, we've got a whole season for that, but it's going to be interesting to see how this is all going to go down. All right, so Saturday, the 153rd Belmont Stakes will run off. So the as I mentioned, this is the longest of the three races, 12 furlongs, one and a half miles, what we call the test of the champion. We've got eight horses in this field, so uh, the, the field has been greatly reduced. We know that we will not have a triple crown winner this year. Currently, the favorite essential quality is at two to one, running from the two post. From the one post will be Bourbonic at 33 to one. So Bourbonic ran in the Kentucky Derby. Um, I think at that time, I think at post time, I think the odds of that horse, if I recall correctly, were slightly higher. Um, from the three posts will be Ron Bauer, who won the Preakness at three to one. Hot Rod Charlie returns to the lineup, will be seven to two from the four post. From the five post will be France Godiaina at 30 to one. Known Agenda, six posts at six to one. Rock Your World, seven post at nine to two, and the last horse overtook at 22 one. So, because this is the longest race, this is, you know, when we have triple crown winners, you know, usually the Kentucky, usually the Preakness are the two races that typically, if it's a really fast horse, it's usually not much, not terribly difficult. But it's something to be said about a horse that can win all three, especially considering the Belmont Stakes is the longest of the three races. And the, b before this race, they sang New York, New York, New York, New York. And what's one of the lines from the song? If I can make it there, I can make it anywhere. And I think that's an appropriate line for this race because, again, you have to really have a good jockey and a horse that can do more than just sprint. This is the long haul here. So if you get a horse that's in position to win a triple crown, they come to the Belmont, they're looking at a mile and a half in front of them in order to make history. And if they can do that, they will be the horse that can essentially 
uh, you know, be above all others. You know, if you can make it at the Belmont, you can make it anywhere. So it's going to be interesting to see, again, no Triple Crown winner this year, but it's going to be interesting to see which horse will emerge that can, you know, go the distance and go the distance in such a way that will be, um, <clears throat> will be, um, uh, you know, will allow them to, to, to kind of win, win the race here. Um, in other news from horse racing, Churchill Downs suspends Bob Baffert for two years after Medina Spirit tested positive for steroid in two different post-race drug test samples. Um, that does not look good for the horse because, you know, we we're, were waiting for the what we call the split samples. Um, the Kentucky Racing Commission is still investigating. They're still deliberating, but a possible disqualification is still on the table. And as we said, if that happens, the victory to the uh, for the Derby will be handed off to Mandaloon, who finished second. We also know that no Baffert horses will be in the Belmont Stakes. The New York Racing Commission has suspended him. Baffert, none of his horses are there. So it's going to be um, a long off-season, quote-unquote, you know, non-triple crown off-season for these horses, for uh, Bob Baffert, and um, we, we shall see. I mean, um, you know, I mentioned the last show, he's already uh, had some action taken against him and some other uh, racetracks, so, you know, it, it's just going to be, uh, it's going to be ugly. Um, I, 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 there's really not much else to say about it because, you know, um, he said, he said plenty, we know what's happened. So it's just a matter of, you know, what's going to happen here. All right, let's switch, switch over to the NBA. So kind of a quick uh, overview of the playoffs. So Tuesday night, the Nets eliminated the Celtics four games to one. Philadelphia eliminated the Wizards four games to one uh, this past Wednesday. The Hawks, same night, eliminated the Knicks four games to one. And the Jazz eliminated the Grizzlies on Wednesday night four games to one. So we got uh, Nets and Philly all, all the way through and the Hawks. And the Jazz are all the way through to the West, uh, second round of the West. Last night, Denver 126-115 over Portland. They win the series four games to two. Nikola Jokic, 36 points, eight rebounds, six assists. Damian Lillard, 28 points, four rebounds, and 13 assists. Um, Portland was up in this game, big in third quarter. And Denver just came roaring back by about probably midway through the um fourth quarter of this game for our it was tied so um I, I feel bad for portland i was really hoping that they would um you know kind of have the opportunity to come back in this one um so I, I don't know it's just very bothersome i mean to see this happen to this team again so i'm curious to know what's going to happen here um you know portland needs some help they will probably have to either go into, you know, go in the draft and try to get some players, try to, you know, do some some trades or something. But Damian literally can't do it by himself. I mean, maybe he's got he's got a good cast around him, but they just need some some more firepower here because uh, Denver just, you know, they just had it all uh, in their favor here. Um, Phoenix, 113-100 over the Lakers. They win this series four games to two. Devin Booker goes off of 47, 11 rebounds and three assists. LeBron James, 21 points, nine rebounds and seven assists. AD, Anthony Davis, he started the game, but he left in the first quarter. So remember, he had the groin injury. He decided he was going to play. 
and it he just did not look like himself. He just just didn't have it last night. And in playing with injury, typically you tend to be more of a hindrance than a help. So with that said, you know, they're, they're that's it. You know, they are they are out of here and um, yeah, you, you, you hate to see it, um, but it just really hasn't been you know, the season that I think the Lakers really thought it was going to be. I mean, LeBron described the season as mentally draining and, and rightfully so I can understand uh, that, that, but I think the Lakers will definitely be making some more changes this season um, kind of on the heels of all this. I mean, they made some changes at the end of you know, the championship run last year. So now it's just kind of the natural progression uh, for what I can see. Um, looking ahead, we'll look ahead to the weekend in just a moment. Um, news from the NBA, Danny Ainge retires as the president of basketball operations for the Celtics. Head coach Brad Stevens is promoted to replace him. So here's my question. What the hell is going on in Boston? Like Stevens has been head coach for eight seasons. So let's look at this. He has, he's 354 and 282. He has about a 55% winning percentage, 55.7 to be honest with you, to be, you know, straightforward. The playoffs, he's 38 and 40. So was this Boston's way of kind of either um, saying that we're going to <laughs> excuse me. Was this Boston's way of saying that this is our nice way of replacing him, but instead of firing him, we're gonna push him up the ladder? You know, was that the nice conven- the nice convenient choice because uh, you know, Danny Ainge is leaving. I don't, I really don't understand that move. Um, so now they got to replace a coach, which there's a laundry list of candidates to replace him. Um, I'm not going to get into that because it's at this point, it's all speculation. Um, what else? Um, player matters. Marcus Smart. He's on the last year of his contract. Kimball Walker, you know, hasn't panned out you know, how do they proceed? So, you know, the Celtics have a lot of things that they need to do because they are, um, you know, per Brad Stevens and the team owner, they are really trying to get that 18th championship banner, but they really, it really has got to start the head coaching. And then we kind of trickle down from there. And I think that's kind of going to be, you know, it's going to be like a two handed process that we're going to be looking for a coach and trying to, you know, shake that roster up to kind of push the late, I'm sorry, Celtics rather push the Celtics towards, um, that next level where they can kind of advance and get back into the into the, the, the swing of things here in the uh, in the Eastern Conference. Um, let's look at the WNBA. Let's switch over here uh, from Tuesday. Some scores of note: uh, the Mercury eighty three. I'm sorry, eighty four, eighty three of the sky. Kia Nurse has a three pointer at the buzzer to win. So basically, she got a rebound, dribbled past half court. So she was about probably about a foot past half court step to her right stutter step to her left and just let that sucker fly and hit that bomb um that was a really terrible way for the sky to lose but kind of exciting for the mercury to win that game um the wings over the sparks uh 79 69 so it was a uh, commissioner's cup game um the wings snapped the four game losing streak tasha harris 18 points that's her career high Kayla Thornton, 15 and 7, 15, 15.7 rebounds, and Christy Tolliver had 14 points for Los Angeles. Uh, the Storm beat the Fever 88 to 73. That is the first victory for new head coach Noel Quinn. 
Brianna Stewart, 28 points. Jewel Lloyd, 18. Tierra McCowan, double-double, 12 points, 14 rebounds for Indiana. Also on Tuesday night, so this was the game that I kind of said, you know, kind of circle on your calendar. Uh, the rematch between the Sun and the Aces. The Sun, 74. Aces, 67. John Quill Jones, 23.7 rebounds. And Brianna Jones, 14.8 rebounds. That game, Tuesday, snapped the Aces three-game win streak. Liz Cambage, 28.7 rebounds and three blocks for the Aces. Um, so, again, that was the game where, you know, uh, Cambage and uh, head coach of the Sun, Kurt Miller, um, you know, with the with the situation that, you know, he had where he, you know, spoke of her uh, in a disparaging manner. Um, they hugged it out uh, prior to the game. So, that, you know, there were no no fisticuffs, no, you know, no, no you know, bad, no ill will. Uh, so that was good to see. Um, but the Sun, and they look really good. I watched the first half of the game. The Sun, they are looking like a really good team uh, early on. But, um, yeah, they, they're going to be something to deal with if they keep up this pace. Um Scores from Thursday, the uh, aforementioned Aces, they beat the Liberty in New York, 94-82. Uh, Asia Wilson, 30 points, 13 rebounds, and 5 assists. Benajah Laney, 23 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists. Um, the Mercury beat the Sky in overtime, 77-74. Skylar Diggins-Smith with 28. Kalia Cooper, 14 points, 8 rebounds, and 4 assists. Uh, that would be for the Sky, yes. Um Los Angeles, the Fever. I'm sorry, the Sparks beat the Fever, uh, 98-63. Christy Tolliver, 22 points for Los Angeles. Kelsey Mitchell, 15 points and five assists for Indiana. All right, so um, when we come back, we'll talk quickly about college sports. A couple quick items for college sports. We'll talk a little French Open. We'll set up the weekend, and then we'll get up out of here. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. You also can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, everybody, welcome back. So let's go to college sports real quick. So we're in the spring cycle here. Um, this past Monday, Virginia repeats as national champions in lacrosse. They won 17-16 over Maryland. So the game came down to the end. Very exciting game. So Virginia picked up a big lead. Uh, Maryland came back. Maryland had one last try to tie the game at the end, but a nice save by their goalkeeper preserved the victory for the Cavaliers. So they... Uh, win quote back to back considering there was no season last year but they remain as national champions going into next season uh, college baseball regional start today so 16 regional sites your top eight seeds number one arkansas two texas three tennessee four vanderbilt so they're defending champs from 2019 arizona five texas christian six mississippi state seven and texas tech eight so that will begin that process. So it'll be game starting today all through the weekend. Uh, by this time next week, we'll be looking at Super Regional. So we'll take that 64 and narrow it down to 16 teams. So, um, uh, no, uh, 32 teams. Anyway, so uh, 
good luck on that. So a lot of great teams in that. So we'll kind of keep our eye on that, see what's happening there. Uh, in the Women's College World Series, so for softball, this is big. James Madison, the Dukes, they upset number one seed Oklahoma. Um, this is their first appearance in the College World Series. They were led by strong pitching. It was a close game. It was a four to three game. But nevertheless, that was humongous. So the Dukes are making a statement, making a stand in their first uh, appearance. Uh, and Oklahoma becomes the second number one seed to lose to an unseeded team. So that's uh, very exciting for Dukes fans. I mean, I'm a Virginia guy. And, you know, I, shout out to JMU. I've got a lot of friends who went to JMU. Um, to be real with you, um, Harrisonburg is a very underrated town. So I will, I will say that very, very seriously and very strongly. But uh, shout out to the Dukes. Uh, just keep it going. Okay, that's all I got to say to you. Just keep it going. Take that energy, bottle it up, and make some things happen. Um, let's do French Open. So French Open. So uh, on the women's side, top seed Ash Barty retired with a hip injury in her match. Um, Sloane Stevens. So the 2018 runner-up in the French Open upsets number nine, Carolina Pliskova, 7-5, 6-1. Coco Goff, she uh, is on to the third round. She uh, won her match over Kyung Wang, 6'3", 7'6", 7'1", in the tiebreaker. She will get uh, fellow American Jen Brady next. Um, Serena Williams is on to the third round. She beat Michaela Buznarescu. Buz, Buz <laughs> I hope I said that right. 6'3", 5'7", 6'1". She will get American Danielle Collins next. Uh, American Madison Key, she's on to the third round, 6-1-7-5 win over Layla Annie Fernandez of Canada. Um, Sloan, let's go back to Sloan Stevens for a second. I, I missed something here. So Sloan, uh, she will play Carolina Muchova, who's the 18th seed. So Sloan is unseeded in this tournament, um, but played a great match against Pliskova. 22 winners, 17 unforced errors, and six breaks of serve. So that was a very solid match for her. So, again, hopefully she can keep that going. I mean, we know Sloan. She's a U.S. Open champion. It'd be nice to see her just get that French Open. Uh, she's been there before. She can make it happen. But, again, still got to run, run, the, uh, run, the, uh, run the gamut here um, going to the third round. So it's going to get real interesting here. But we've seen many uh, American players uh, advancing here. On the men's side, no major upsets. we got four American players moving on. 31-seeded John Eisner, Steve Johnson, uh, Marcos Giron, and Riley Opleka. He gets Daniel Medvedev, number two seed, uh, in the next round. So good luck to him on that. But we all know Medvedev. He's uh, one of those uh, top guys who, um, who gets it done every week. Um, so let's kind of review the weekend here and then I'll should come back to tennis because uh, we got a, a Naomi Osaka kind of update here. Um, NBA Friday night Clippers Mavericks game six. So there will be a game seven on Sunday if necessary. Mavericks lead three games to two. Saturday, the East semifinals game one Bucks at net 730 on TNT. Sunday, East Semifinals Game 1, Hawks at 76 is 1 p.m. on ABC. WNBA, tonight, Dream at Lynx and the Wings at the Storm. That game will be a Commissioner's Cup game. 
Saturday. Nice triple header here. Double or was it a double header on ABC, but three games in the league. Aces at Mystics, 1 p.m. on ABC. Sky at Sparks, 3 p.m. on ABC. And the Liberty will take on the Sun. They'll go to Connecticut for a Commissioner's Cup game. Um, now, I said we wanted to kind of come back to tennis briefly. So with tennis, I talked you know, in the Sports Wagon Sprint earlier in the week about the Naomi Osaka situation. So she decided to withdraw from the tournament not to be a... Um, a distraction to the rest of the players. So after she withdraws, so get this, the Grand Slams collectively said that they will, they plan to address player concerns about mental health. Stop for a second. So let me get this straight. You have a player that comes out and says that for one major reason, she is not going to um, do press conferences because it's a mental health thing. And what do these same what do these same four administrators do? They threaten her with disqualification suspension and they fine her. Then they decide, oh well you know what? After she withdraws, well maybe we should be more serious about mental health and actually just kind of you know look into this. I, I call me crazy, I find that insulting. Like she's trying to tell you there's a problem. Why in the world can't you just understand that and try to deal with the problem in the moment? Um, she's gotten Naomi Osaka has gotten a lot of support from many players on both sides. So the Williams sisters uh, and Lee, an American player, Gail Munfields, they were asked. They you know gave a statement and listed support. But the bottom line is this, and I believe the gentleman Gail Munfields, I believe he said. To, to in, in so many words that, you know, tennis needs Naomi. And everyone who spoke on this, I think, spoke eloquently. I think they made excellent points. But I think that was probably the most direct statement that could be made here. And he's absolutely right. Um, I talked, you know, in my last short episode, I said, you know, and I may have said this in a previous episode, but, you know, what, what's tennis going to do? I mean, okay, so you're going to basically find one of your biggest stars right now because, and it's not an ego thing. It's not, I don't, you know, she's not saying I don't want to do press conferences because I want to talk to you people. She's saying I don't want to do press conferences because it is an issue. It, it, it causes anxiety. Now, again, you've got these idiots out here who are going to basically make fun of that. But I'm just like, okay, so you've never had anxiety. You've never had a time where you know your mental health was not quite where it needs to be. You can't show empathy here. But the Grand Slams threaten her with fine. They fine her. They threaten her with disqualification. They threaten her with suspension. Now all of a sudden, the same four administrators sign this proclamation. Oh, we're going to try to do more. And we're going to try to listen and be open and try to support. Now, mind you, something else that I saw in this article I read that there are um, resources available to players. So if that's the case, then why aren't these administrators saying, okay, we understand the situation. How about you do this? Why don't you use these resources? We'll try to, you know, make it work for you, but we want you here. Wouldn't that have been the, the, the better play? I mean, I don't know, call me crazy, but it seems to me that Here's a young woman who tried, you know, young black woman who tries to tell you something. You're not hearing it. 
Then when she says, all right, you know what? Since y'all really ain't trying to help me, I'm out of here. Then it's, oh, you know, we got to help you. Black women try to tell you. They try to tell you all the time, listen to black women, period. Because this, this, this was totally unnecessary. All they had to do was say, okay, we want to work with you because tennis, tennis is, you know, she, she's the big face and they need her there. Not just as a player, but as a face, as somebody who advocates the, the things that she does. Although, as, I, as I've said before, she is a reluctant hero, an unlikely hero and the hero we don't deserve. But she um, she needs more support from the Grand Slams. And I feel like she didn't get that support. And to kind of go back now and say, oh, well, we're going to address concerns. To me, that seems like a, a hollow promise. So I'm not really um, pleased with the um, I'm not really pleased with the way the Grand Slams handled this process. But again, we'll see moving forward if they decide to um, do things any differently. But you know, I I, I I would be surprised if they did. All right. Well. Oddly enough, I got through that. It seemed like a lot. I took up, what, uh, five pages of my notebook to write out my notes, and that actually didn't take as long as I thought it would, which is just fine. I mean, again, I don't want to belabor it, but I want to make sure you guys are ready for the weekend and um, and what a weekend's going to be. French Open, NBA, WNBA, um, of course, auto racing. So, so much to do, so much to see. Oh my goodness, I need to talk about MLS. I mean, of course, MLB is going on. So, we still got so much uh, to, to, not to talk about, but so much to see this weekend. But again, whatever you choose to engage yourself in from a, from a, um, a sports standpoint, you know, I hope that you um, enjoy it again. Remember, uh, Saturday to Belmont Stakes, so that's 6:47 post time. So you got all day to get ready for that. That's the last race of the day at Belmont Park. Uh, but whatever you do, uh, enjoy it. We'll recap the weekend on Monday. And until that time, thank you so much for listening. Please uh, rate, subscribe, review. Send me an email. So I have, my, I have an email address now. <laughs> I'm moving up in the world. Um, you know, send me an email, send them a voicemail, my voicemail links in the, uh, in the show notes, um, you know, all that good stuff that I ask. Um, but until then, wear your mask, get vaccinated, drink your water and mind the business that pays you. Peace. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Sports Wagon Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, rate, review and tell a friend about the show. You can also send me a voicemail or send me a message on Twitter or Instagram at It's Uncle Dub. That's I-T-S-U-N-C-L-E underscore D-U-B. Also, please consider supporting the podcast at buymeacoffee.com backslash sports wagon pod. I really appreciate your support. Thank you.